0: Hello everyone, welcome to Minghui Radio, bringing you podcasts of stories relating to the persecution of Falun Gong in China, insights and experiences gained by practitioners during the course of their cultivation, special items of interest, and music composed and performed by Dafa practitioners.
1: The following is an experience-sharing article entitled, Looking Inward While Suffering the Symptoms of covid by a Falun Dafa practitioner in China. The article was published on the Minghui website on January 4th, 2024. I started practicing Falun in 1996, when I was a child. Now I am a middle-aged woman. I was able to understand the far rationally, although I did still need to improve myself when facing many issues. Thank you Master for looking after me through all this time. I am determined to cultivate diligently and walk the remaining cultivation path well. I contracted Covid in mid-December 2022. My symptoms lasted for three weeks. I didn't feel well in my heart. I had a fever and it was difficult for me to get up. I looked inward three times and found more of my attachments each time. Thanks to Fallendorfer practice, I recovered and felt my health improved steadily. Master must have dissolved a lot of karma for me. I looked within the first time and didn't dig deep enough to really determine the root of my attachments. Although my health improved quickly at the beginning, the symptoms became more serious later. While I was looking within the second time, I still complained to Master in my heart. I had gone through so many tribulations in recent years. I had suffered so much in this world. Actually, I hadn't let go of my attachments to comfort. Subsequently, my condition didn't improve, but became worse in fact. When I felt I was at the brink of death, I looked within the third time. I said to Master in my mind, that I would not seek any worldly things and that I let Master decide whether I leave or stay in this world. I realized from this tribulation that DARFA practitioners came to this world for the far and that nothing in this world was important. In the remaining period of time, I will do the three things well and keep up with the far rectification process. I will not let the old forces take advantage of my loopholes and will try my best not to leave anything to master to bear for me anymore. Part 1. Letting go of sentiment and treating my father's death rationally. I often had the same dream when I was a child. I dreamed that all people escape in a catastrophe except for my father and me. My father obtained the FAR in 1996. I started practising Falun Dafa with him as well. I loved to play. My father kept urging me to study the FAR and do the exercises. He went through the initial persecution launched in July 1999 and had been clarifying the truth to people. He was making informational Dafa materials at home. He printed master's articles and delivered them to fellow practitioners. He made two books before we left our hometown. He asked me to study the FAR with him. He downloaded articles from the Minghui website for me. We didn't know any practitioners in the new city. I shared with my father from the FAR perspective about anything I came across. I relied a lot on my father. He had the symptoms of cerebral thrombosis. At the end of 2016, and became worse as time went by, he was not able to break through it. He often said that he was muddle-headed. He stared at the television for a long period of time. When I shared with him, he only nodded his head and said yes. I became anxious and urged him to look within. He agreed. I was not happy with his state and complained about it. He didn't say anything. Despite his state, I often shared with him and told him the tribulations I came across at home and in my life. He would tell me to look at things from the far perspective and pointed out my shortcomings when he was in a good state. His health deteriorated in December 2022. He became incontinent and was not able to get up. I shared with him from the far and encouraged him. He became better. He choked when having dinner in January 2023 and passed away within a few minutes. It was painful to lose my father. He was not only a father, but a diligent practitioner in my eyes. I failed to help him while he was experiencing sickness karma and he passed away as a result. I felt sad when I thought of him, and of the things we had done together. I often wondered what would happen if he was still alive. I studied the far more during that time. Master showed me the far principles layer after layer. Master had talked about the various factors behind when practitioners pass away and how we should handle these situations. When I decided to let it go, it didn't feel that painful any longer. Master got rid of my attachment to emotion. I didn't know any local practitioners and was not able to share with anyone. Master gave me a hint again. I thought of the practitioners in my hometown and the overseas practitioners. I contacted them. Although they were very busy, overseas practitioners helped me and shared with me from the far perspective. I became more steadfast in my cultivation after I experienced the death of my father. Recently, I was able to get in touch with local practitioners. I shared my situation with them. They said that it was also an attachment if I blamed myself too much and thought too much about my father. I should let it go and look forward. Part 2 Clarifying the truth rationally and with wisdom at work and at home. I normally clarify the truth to people in person. I work in a state-run enterprise and most of the employees are Chinese Communist Party CCP members. I clarified the truth to them step by step. When talking with an employee, I explained where the CCP didn't do well. I would tell him or her more about the CCP's misconduct. When a major event happened, I told them what the root cause was and helped people see the whole picture rather than listen to the CCP's lies. Bit by bit, they understood the CCP's true nature. Then, I would urge them to withdraw from the CCP and its youth organisations. Although it was a slow process, my colleagues slowly accepted the truth. Some colleagues asked for the software that would break through the CCP's internet blockade. When major events happened, some would ask me what the overseas sources said. Some told me that they were ashamed of being a CCP member. All of my colleagues I was in contact with have learned the truth and made the right choice. I am going to move to another department and start a new position. I believe Marsa has arranged everything for me and let me have more opportunities to approach more people to learn the truth. My mother had deep fear because of my father's mistreatment by the CCP. She refused to quit the CCP or listen to the truth. But she understood how evil the CCP was and once also saw an organ transplant centre. I often played the truth clarification videos for her and read news from the Epoch Times website to her. Gradually she started to listen or explained to her why she shouldn't be a member of the CCP and why she must discern who was good and who was bad. Many times when I tried to clarify the truth to her, something would happen and I would take this incident as an example and clarify the truth to her. She learned more and more and stopped saying bad things about DARFA. Finally, she made the right choice for herself. Part 3. The process of clarifying the truth is also a process of improving myself. My husband was a CCP member. He was straightforward with a quick temper and liked to quibble over trivial matters. He understood that the CCP has a lot of problems, yet he still had illusions about the CCP. When I clarified the truth to him, he asked many questions on a particular topic until he got a satisfactory answer. Then he would raise other related questions. I got upset and argued with him every time. I realised later that he was actually helping me get rid of my competitiveness. I used to think that as long as I cultivated well, other people would easily agree to quit the CCP. I realised that the process of clarifying the truth was also a process of cultivating and improving myself. I came across many people and many incidents when clarifying the truth to people. Many of my attachments were exposed during the process. Later on... When I clarified the truth to my husband, I thought first whether what I said was on the far, or I said it because my attachments were triggered. By studying the far, I was able to refrain from arguing with him when I clarified the truth to him, just as Master said in far teaching given at the Metropolitan New York Far Conference Quote, actually, with a lot of things, If you calmly and gently talk to people and handle those things rationally, you'll find that your wisdom will flow forth like a spring and every sentence of yours will get right to the point and every sentence will speak the truth, During the process of clarifying the truth to my husband, I found many of my attachments and I tried to let them go. He gradually learned a lot and no longer argued with me. He just listened to me. I also clarified the truth to his family members and they gradually understood the truth. Part 4. Studying the far, memorising the far and understanding the far rationally. Because my child was still small, I was busy most of the time and didn't have enough time to study the far. I use the time when I push the stroller around, or before I go to bed, or during lunch break to study and memorize the far. Initially, I understood the far perceptually. I knew Dafur is good, and that I must safeguard the far and appeal for justice for fallen I must listen to Master, expose the evil CCP, clarify the truth and save sentient beings. Now I understand the far rationally and have a deeper understanding of the principles. As I studied the far more, my questions and doubts were resolved one by one. I understand the real meaning of validating the far and saving sentient beings. Initially, I clarified the truth and saved sentient beings by following Master's instructions so I could keep up with the far rectification process and complete my task. Now, I really want to save people when I see them commit crimes against Darfur and they might lose their lives during the Great Elimination process. I hope they will survive the catastrophes and return to their homes in the heaven. I feel my responsibility. I must be responsible to sentient beings. If I don't do well, when I come across tribulations or tests, many people might perish. Master keeps giving me opportunities. I will do my best to save more people in the remaining time. While I was on my maternity leave, I only had limited time to memorize the far. At the start, I could only memorize one short paragraph a day. Gradually, I could memorise three paragraphs a day. I memorise each paragraph repeatedly, so every word of the far was imprinted in my mind. During the process, I realised that every word of the far has special meaning. Even every punctuation is a being in the far. Master unfolds many principles for me when I am memorising the far. I have finally caught up with other practitioners in cultivation after I studied the far and kept memorizing the far. My belief in Master and the far has been reinforced. I will keep cultivating diligently. as well as keeping righteous thoughts and actions. Thank you, Master, for your protection and compassionate salvation.
0: The following is an experience-sharing article entitled Striving Forward Diligently and Saving Sentient Beings Wholeheartedly by a Falun Dafa Practitioner in China. The article was published on the Minghui website on October 26, 2019. Master Li Hongzhi said in teaching the Fa in San Francisco, 2005, quote, if a person is completely in the Fa, no one can touch him, I enlightened from this Fa teaching that when a practitioner does not fully follow Master's words and is instead influenced by human notions, issues may arise. Among the practitioners who were persecuted, be it by arrest, detention, or suffering from sickness karma, many had slacked off in cultivation and were pursuing comfort. As a result, they were not very active in doing the three things or were not doing their best. Instead of cultivating diligently, they were focusing their energy on leading the life of an everyday person. When a Dafa disciple fails to do the three things well, he or she is essentially deviated from the path arranged by master. In other words, this practitioner has walked on the path arranged by the old forces, which may in turn exploit the practitioner's loopholes and create various tribulations in their cultivation. Part 1 Seeking comfort is irresponsible. As Fa Rectification Period Dafa disciples, we shoulder the important mission of assisting Master and saving sentient beings. If we fail to validate the Fa wholeheartedly, it will be impossible for us to fulfill the mission. That is, slacking off and seeking comfort is irresponsible, and the consequences may be disastrous. We can look at this from several angles. First, Slacking off means not genuinely assisting Master with fa-rectification. Master treats each of us Dafa disciples with compassion. He scooped us up from hell, purified our bodies, and enabled us to be illness-free. In addition to bearing countless amounts of karma that we have accumulated in our past lives, Master has also installed a falun and cultivation mechanisms in us, helped us develop Gong and protected us on our cultivation paths. Besides the things that we know about, there are many that we do not. Master has done so much for us, so how should we treat Master? If we slack off and pursue comfort, that would be the same as not sincerely assisting Master with far rectification. Wouldn't this be not treasuring Master's compassionate salvation? Secondly, slacking off means not being willing to save sentient beings. As practitioners, sentient beings corresponding to the parts of our body that have cultivated well are already saved, but those corresponding to the uncultivated parts of the body have yet to be saved. They are waiting eagerly for us to cultivate well and save them. When we slack off and seek comfort, aren't we letting down those sentient beings? Thirdly, slacking off can be likened to being irresponsible. As Dafa disciples in the Far Rectification period, we have the mission of saving sentient beings. The number of Dafa disciples is limited, and each of us must do our share to save sentient beings. If we do not save the sentient beings we're supposed to save, they could lose their future because of us. Part two: unwilling to bear hardship. There are at least two reasons for practitioners to slack off and seek comfort. The first is being unwilling to bear hardship. I have seen some practitioners who had done many things to validate the fa slack off. Thinking they had sacrificed a lot in the past, they may have felt that they no longer wanted to suffer. As a result, they turned to pursuing comfort. As I see it, they have been interfered with by their human notions. Dafa disciples have been following Master to lay a foundation for fa rectification throughout 5000 years of civilization, and we have played various roles in history and suffered through repeated cycles of reincarnation. I once read an article from a practitioner who described having reincarnated as Wei Zhongxian, a notorious figure in the Ming Dynasty. Playing that role and committing bad deeds was relatively easy, but taking on the karma and suffering afterward was very difficult. Therefore, no one wanted to play that role. To lay the foundation for far rectification, however, the practitioner decided to do it. After Wei died, he was frozen for 100 years in another dimension, which corresponded to 25 years in our society. We know that when going outdoors in the winter, we may freeze and suffer frostbite, but that represents only a brief moment. If a person is frozen for 25 years, Suffering all that time but not dying, what kind of pain is that? After this, that practitioner continued reincarnation and suffering until this life cycle. This is one example. Many other practitioners have also suffered unimaginable pain in the past. That is, after suffering such pain throughout history, over hundreds or thousands of years, we have finally arrived at this critical stage of far rectification. If we do not do things well and are unable to save people as we are supposed to because of human notions and seeking comfort, is that our true intent? Shouldn't we make the best use of time and do things at our full capacity? Part 3. Pursuit of a good life in this world Another example of slacking off is enjoying a good life like an everyday person. This human world was created for fire rectification and for practitioners to cultivate here. This cultivation environment has two characteristics, illusion and suffering. A cultivator must be able to see through the illusion of the human world, endure hardship, and maintain righteous thoughts, in order to be considered qualified. If one only wants to pursue a happy life in the human world, how can they meet the standards of cultivators? Ordinary people may think that bearing no hardship would be a good life, but that's far from truly a good life in heaven. A person may appear comfortable sitting somewhere, but he needs to use strength to move his body around. In contrast, divine beings have weightless bodies and enjoy true comfort that human beings will never have. In the eyes of divine beings, the human world is like a mud and dung pit. Pursuing a so-called happy life in this dung pit would be considered ridiculous by divine beings. Of course, mankind lives here because they cannot see the truth of the universe. But for us Daphne disciples, we have already learned the truth from Master, so we should not seek comfort like everyday people. Fa-rectification has proceeded to this stage, and we cannot reverse our decision to descend to this human world to be Daphne disciples. If any of us wants to back out because we can't shoulder the responsibility of DAFA disciples, it would be impossible to find a replacement. Before descending to this world, we vowed to act as DAFA disciples and save sentient beings. If people lose their futures because we slacked off, we are at fault. Even if Master does not do anything to us, divine beings will not acknowledge us as DAFA disciples. The old forces would also find excuses to persecute us. They may punish us by ways of sickness karma or arrest, in the name of helping us remove our pursuit of seeking comfort. Part 4 Letting Go of the Attachment to Self To become divine, cultivators must let go of selfishness. If a cultivator is truly compassionate and selfless, he or she would not seek comfort for him or herself. By letting go of self and having no attachments, one would be able to tolerate others and put themselves in others' shoes. They would eventually become assimilated to the principles of truthfulness, compassion, forbearance. Being attached to oneself is the root of all other attachments, such as a showing-off mentality, jealousy, unwillingness to suffer hardships, and the pursuit of comfort. Letting go of superficial attachments is not enough we have to resolve the fundamental attachment to self. Only then can we change from being everyday people to being divine beings. If we validate the fa with selfishness, we are doing things like an everyday person. When assisting master with fa rectification, if we can let go of self and immerse ourselves in the fa, things will go smoothly, as the old forces will not dare to interfere and master will also help us. Please wake up from the illusion and be clear-minded. If we linger in the human world for some petty comfort and delay our journeys of returning to our true homes, we would be stuck here when other practitioners reach enlightenment. It would then be too late for regret. Let's remind each other to cherish Master's compassionate salvation, sentient beings' expectation of us to save them, the journeys we have walked and the future of ourselves and sentient beings. As far Rectification Period Dafa Disciples, being diligent is our only option. These are my personal understandings. Please point out anything inappropriate.